everybody, welcome to The Highlight Show. This is a show within our show where we sit down and talk to people doing really cool stuff. It could be someone starting a restaurant, it could be a youth group, it could be somebody who has just gone through something hard and has a really cool story to tell. We sit down with them, we pick their brains, and we glean what life lessons we can learn from their journey. Give it a listen. I like Dan Marino, but I discovered that if I did the fullback dive, I would get three yards like every single play. Who was the fullback? Keith Byers. Oh, Keith Byers, yeah. yeah. And so it was like one of those things. I would just keep doing that until eventually he would fumble. And right. then, but I kept doing these handoffs to the fullback, and eventually I'd get this commentary from Madden. You know, he's one of those guys who, if the coach says, I need you to go get me three yards, I can get you three yards, coach. And if you need him to get you four yards, he's going to look at the coach and he's going to say, I can get you three yards, coach. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they put this in the game. That's true. They really, For you. They Louis, really, yeah. they knew I was coming. Thank you, John Madden. <laughs> yeah. No oh. wonder Pat Summerall drinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. All right. Cool. So, welcome everyone once again to Inkledoo Podcast. Uh, we're here at Richter Alehouse in, in Ale Works. My apologies. I was trying to read the sign through the glass door, and it's backwards. I'm all confused. But we're here at Richter Ale Works uh, with Eric from Tap That AZ Podcast. He's graciously agreed to come and join us here. Eric, go ahead and say hello to the people for me. Hello. Thanks for having go. me. Um, it was tough to convince me to come here and drink beer. I know. I, I picked up I picked up on from listening to your podcast, listening to a few of those, that really you and alcohol don't get along. No. You really, you're very opposed to it. Very ironic name for the podcast with that, you right. know, the tap that AZ. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, hate beer so much. Yeah. <laughs> have a sip. And there we go. There so we go. We're, we're sitting here and we're having uh, Richter's own brew, the... Uh, Richter, Amber's a bitch. Apologize to any of you who have kids listening. Yeah. Don't listen to that last 10 seconds. Right now, we're <laughs> hearing a lot of heavy-duty karate coming through the wall, which is fantastic. I was going to say, I think they have a drum line going. Like, this is it's fantastic. Like Enter the Dragon style. So after, yeah. we get, after, after we get done with the podcast, I think we should all go over and sign up for classes I'm because this to. seems like exactly the kind of place I need to be. <laughs> Right. Yes. I mean, we're going in depth today. Give it a few seconds. We'll hear a gong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so uh, we're drinking an amber. Uh, fortunately, I've got this handy dandy menu here that lists things like the ABV is at a 5.2. Uh, so remember, that's the alcohol by volume, as we talked about with Greg on a form on a previous podcast. It's a really tasty beer. It's got the traditional amber color to it it, mm -hmm. it looks exactly like what you would expect it to be and the taste is really just very refreshing it's good you know we've got a nice rainy day going right now keeping the temperature cool for the first time in what seems like forever here in arizona yeah and this is just a really good beer for the weather it is like this is the time of the year where usually around like September I'm like what what the hell am I doing like why do I live here then like this comes around I'm like okay all right I, I get it now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah this so, uh well, I was gonna say this beer too so Amber's um and, and Greg Greg was a wealth of knowledge with beer. Oh. like he blew me away like he's he it was he knows super intimidating beer. yeah to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah thank you Greg um, but you were yeah. scary <laughs> yes setting the bar so high Greg dang it um but ambers are usually maltier than this. This this one has a little bit more. I don't want to say tartness, but um, but it's not as malty sweet as as most right. ambers are. And I like that. Like this is a great this is a great amber. And everything here at Richter, you were saying it's a it's a family run establishment. Yep. And so 
super local, which again, we're big on, we've got our, our four C's and one of them is craft beverages. We really like to give the respect that's due to the people who put in the kind of effort to make these things. Yeah. And as well as community and having it be local and supporting local as a native myself. And I know I've said this before, but I just love the fact that Phoenix is finally starting to take advantage of the fact that we have so many people living here Yeah, who have a lot of skills and a lot of talents and they're starting to do their own thing. Yeah. It's so awesome being able to go to a place, you know, and get a beer that was made for them, by them, and not shipped halfway across the country. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I like, because I know you guys are into more than just, just the beer. It's the craft coffee as well. Yeah. Um, I think that Arizona right now is experiencing that first kind of generation of people who were born here. And so there's a lot of pride, right? Yep. State 48 Apparel, State 48 Brewery, there's a lot of people that are like, dude, I'm from here. I'm proud of this. And absolutely, we're seeing like a, a growth um, of not just craft beer, but coffee, spirits, the uh, culinary industry is really growing. Um, wine has been, you know, it's, yeah. it's cool seeing all this stuff come up. Absolutely. All this artisan stuff, yeah. And getting to kind of be there for, like you said, kind of the genesis, this mm-hmm. first generation of it. But talking about all of this local stuff, you yourself are not actually a local. I'm not. not. So well, what I am pro- local in, as well, far as like, a, yeah, you I didn't fly now, here from but... Ohio for this podcast. <laughs> I would have. I totally would have. <laughs> would, would we have had to pay for the ticket? Because then yeah, you would well, not yeah, have. Yeah. Uh, at least this beer. At least pay for this oh, beer. Yeah. Well, that, that we can handle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have found the max of our budget, actually. Yeah, um, good. It's that sweet spot, right? <laughs> Plane ticket? No. Beer? Sure. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm from Ohio. So I grew up in Ohio. Um, I grew up around like Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. But, uh, right here. Shout out to my guys at uh, Noble Creature ale house cask house um youngstown ohio i think it's the first brewery in youngstown oh wow um so i grew up about 20 minutes outside i don't know if you know anything about youngstown so i actually went to school in columbus ohio for a few years okay and uh knew a few guys from youngstown never made it out there myself they didn't didn't particularly try and convince (laughs) me i should no for the longest time it was the highest murder rate per capita in the united states um one of the last strongholds for the organized crime mafia okay um It's 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 so just a tourist a, spot. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever been shot? No, go to Youngstown. We'll see what we can do for you. Yeah, but there's like stories of like. So I don't know if you ever heard of Maurice Claret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Ohio State, mm-hmm. he was from Youngstown. Dude right. was like phenomenal freshman running back for Ohio State. Basically, won the national championship for him. Yep. Two years later, he gets pulled over with a bulletproof vest on and like a samurai sword and like a body. Like, like someone had an exciting day. Yeah, it's, yeah. And they're like, "Where were you?" Like everybody's thinking, "Where were you going, dude?" Like you had home. all these. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Kelly Pavlik was a middleweight boxer or something like that. Okay. Uh, the ghost Kelly Pavlik, badass blue collar fighter, beat Jermaine Taylor in like phenomenal fashion. Jermaine Taylor was undefeated. Uh, Not anymore. No. (laughs) Kelly Pavlik, local boy, Youngstown, defeats Jermaine Taylor, becomes champion. Less than two years later, he's an alcoholic. And he's, you know, so it's that that Youngstown story of just like, just crash and burn. Get out Um, while you can type of. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, in it's a, it's a steel city between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Right, right. Those two cities. And that are, whole area. That's that Rust Belt. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so I grew up very uh, blue collar. I mean, my parents were you know worked their asses off, uh, but. 
for the most part, labor jobs or, or what you did. Yeah. Construction, uh, machine operator, things like that. And I never really felt that I fit in. So, yeah, around like 2007, I was going to come. Like, I just had a string of jobs. You're just like, dude, this is horrible. I hate this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Because you don't necessarily need your job to be something you love, but it shouldn't be something you hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can never, and I always, it's kind of funny. I don't want to go super deep, but uh, um, I've always had this feeling that I was like made for something special. Right. Right. And my grandma, I mean, this is what grandma wants to say, but well, my grandma true. would always say, you She's like, you're going to do something special. I don't know what it is, but I, you know, so I always had that, that burning desire to like find that thing. And I never did. So 2007, I'm working for like a, a real estate company, not making any money doing like mortgages. So my dad's like, Hey, he's like, uh, you know, your aunt has a, a apartment out in Phoenix. Um, she's going to be out there for a few months. You want to go fly out? We'll check it out. If you like it, we'll I'll help you create a plan to move out there. Right? Okay. So this is my like late, late twenties. So, like three days before we're gonna fly out, um, or it was a few weeks before we we're gonna fly out, we hadn't got our tickets yet. He's like, hey, he's like, you're gonna move out there. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we're gonna pack up your car. He's like, you got nothing to lose, man. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's so cool, though. Yeah. Like, all of that family support is oh, amazing. It was awesome, man. And, and he hated to see me go, right? right. But he's like, but I, this, is, this is what's best for you. So, had a Dodge Stratus uh, loaded up, uh, my computer, clothes, guitar, and we drove. 2,000 miles out. We made a little trip out of it. Right? Oh, yeah, have to. Yeah, so 700 bucks in the bank, get there. Uh, we hit up a couple places, you know, go to like Alice Cooperstown. I'm like, dude, right, this right. place is awesome. Monday rolls around, my aunt goes to work, my dad flies back to Ohio, and I'm like, uh, now what? <laughs> yeah, now what do I do? Yeah. So so I ended up getting a job at uh, at Chili's, like, okay. which is crazy because that's how I got my job at University of Phoenix, which I worked there for nine years as an academic advisor. Oh, cool. And that's where I met my wife, too. So Awesome. Yeah. So Love it when a plan comes together. It, yeah, yeah. So um, so that's kind of where, that's the, the journey from, from Ohio to, to Phoenix. And, and it's funny, like all my friends, I had a conversation with a friend the night before I left, um, and he's like, He's like, dude, he's like, do you really think it's going to be any different out there than it is here? And I'm like, I'm not even having this conversation. <laughs> like, if you, you really think that East Palestine, Ohio is the same as Phoenix, Arizona, 5,000 people to 4.2 million people. Like, I, yeah. I only, this is not going to go anywhere. So um, friends had bets on, like, how long it would be till I came back. I was out here for three days. And even though it was October and I couldn't get flip-flops for yeah. some reason, right? Because well. it was so nice. They're like, we don't sell flip-flops. I'm like, dude, it's 75 degrees. Right, exactly. Um, but anyways, they all had bets on how long I was going to be out here, so it's been 11 years now. And, and there's no one still in the pool? No, no <laughs> me. I put all, yeah. yeah. I'm going to move back in 20 years because that's where I put my money on. There you go. And then I'm going to collect, and then I'm going to come back. There yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. And in the pool in multiple senses because up until this last rainstorm, you still could have been chilling in the pool. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. I send my, my daughters up for swim lessons. Uh, for October okay. and this last week they were like it's so cold I'm like yeah sorry we should have did this in September it's all right it's all right <laughs> yeah. we're gonna... makes you tough exactly yeah. exactly just yeah. <laughs> just because you didn't have to grow up where I did doesn't mean I'm gonna let you be soft right. Come on, yeah Let's exactly go. exactly um, so yeah that's that was the journey from from there to here okay or at least there to to Phoenix right right yeah and so <clears throat> you're not a home brewer? Have mm -hmm. you ever done any home brewing with friends or anything like that before? No. I've brewed one time. Um, I brewed with uh, actually Dark Sky in Flagstaff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I had an idea for uh, Tap That Azul Blueberry IPA. Ooh. Yeah. So I reached out to my buddy Nick at Dark Sky and I'm like, dude, 
I got this idea. He's like, let's do it, man. So, <laughs> so we did, we did a Skype session and we kind of planned it out. And then I went up there and we brewed the beer, man. And you know, it's funny. I never got to try it. I never had one sip. Well, of the that, beer. that, that totally cuts off my next <laughs> yeah. question. Then, yeah. yeah. They said it was really good. They said it sold really well because I put it on so top. Make it again. So I can try exactly. some of my beer, please. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's it. That's the only experience I have. But okay. but I don't I don't have any real urge to homebrew because um, they do that well. Right. They've perfected that. I'm gonna let the guys who have who have perfected that process let them do it. I'll taste it and I'll tell their story. That's Excellent. kind of where I've I've gotten with it. Yeah. So then, what kind of brought you into that transition from someone who just really enjoys beer, uh, good beer, craft yeah. beer, beer that people have put their heart and soul into? What brought you from that point into the idea of you know what? I should get a couple hundred dollars worth of sound equipment yeah. and just go try and see if I can get these guys to talk to me. Yeah. Like what, what kind of brought that on? Well, so, uh, so my first real experience with craft beer was, uh, was in Flagstaff. Uh, my in-laws lived, uh, in Flagstaff up until okay. about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Moved down here like idiots, right? <laughs> my father-in-law <laughs> was at the bar right Damn you, Phil. What are we going to do without our vacation home <laughs> right, up there? Come exactly, on. yeah. What are we supposed to do all summer? So um, so we would go to uh, Beaver Street Brewery, and we would play pool, and they had the Railhead Red. Dude, okay. That red, dude, that red ale is so good. I think it's changed a little bit. It may be just in my mind now because I've had so many in between. Right. But it was just, that was the first one that was like, the dude, craft beer is really good. And then Mother Road opened up, and we were there within the first couple of days of them opening. Yeah. We had that black IPA. I'm like, dude, this. The Lost Highway? The Lost Highway. Which, for those of you who have been with our podcast, was the first beer that we actually reviewed on nice. our first one. It's a good one to start oh, with. Oh, it was great. It's still my, it's still kind of my, um, I don't want to, I'll say my favorite. Okay. Because there's a lot that kind of go back and forth, but that's the one that always, that's, that's it's up on a pedestal well, for I mean, me. Like, yeah. Again, sentimentality plays a part. Yeah, exactly. Like going on the patio at Mother Road, that, you know, the weather's nice. Even in the winter, it could be 40 degrees outside, but that sun's out and it's completely oh, yeah. different ball game. So, so it was at that point, I'm like, okay, craft beer, there's, there's something here, right? So that was around, I think they opened in 2000, was it 2011, I think, uh, when Mother Road opened up? Something like that. Sounds we'll, about right. We'll yeah. fact check, yeah. Between <laughs> somewhere between 2011 and 2017. We probably won't fact check. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then I don't know. A few years later, uh, buddy and I, my buddy lives in Florida, and we wanted to start a podcast. Like we both got into like Joe Rogan podcast okay. and a couple other ones. So we're trying to figure out like a topic, right? We grew up in this small town with a lot of like characters, like people that are like like Joe Dirt style characters, right? But are real people, right? <laughs> so, yeah. they're, they're not acting. No, they, they think this is real life. This is this is real life. Yeah. So I'm like, that would be funny, but I don't think people would really get it. Um, so there's one thing him and I always connected on is music. So I'm like, okay. dude, let's do a music podcast. So, so we started a music podcast, basically just be a Skype session, and. We would talk about music for three hours. He would be in his office in Florida. I'm in my walk-in closet here. And <laughs> we'd hang out for three hours talking about music and drink. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it was really fun. So we had a segment called What the F Are You Drinking? Because <laughs> so, we were always drinking, right? So right. we'd talk about what we were drinking. I always had local beers. So as part of the podcast, we and this whole time I was working at University of Phoenix, like basically call center. Right, right. And... We were like, dude, let's start interviewing bands. So we started reaching out to bands, and we, we interviewed a handful of like pretty decent up-and-coming bands. Um, the first interview we did, 
my buddy, we were done, and he was like, dude, where'd you learn to interview like that? I'm like, really? I'm like, was that good? He's like, that was unreal. I'm like, no way. My, my call center job has taught me skills. <laughs> like, I don't have to just be a call center. It up. translates. Yeah. It yeah. translates. And, yeah, exactly. And no one went to talk. No one went to, like, just ask a basic question of why or, you know, strategic silences and all this stuff. Um because he would ask a question. He's like, so how did you get into music? Like, did your par- were your parents musicians? Did you have a guitar? Did you like a band? As opposed to just saying, why did you get into music and let them run with it? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So so I really started, I'm like, all right, I like this podcast thing. I like interviewing people. Um, one thing kind of led to another, and he couldn't do the podcast anymore. And we actually had a few places. Um, I would post social media, right? And I would be, at, I was at Peoria Artisan. Okay. And... I tagged them in one of our posts and Matt from Peoria Artisan was like, dude, you should come to the, to the brewery and do a live podcast sometime. I'm like, oh, well, that's man. a tough sell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'll see if I can make like, time. I, I don't know, Matt, that sounds pretty stupid. So, uh, so <laughs> like I said, one thing led to another. Brian couldn't do the podcast anymore. He's like, dude, roll with this thing. He's like, and he's, he's really supportive and he's like, that's dude, awesome. he's like, you should do it, you know, at the places, get some equipment. Um, so, so yeah, kind of long story short, um, I bought some mobile equipment and I started reaching out to breweries. And it was interesting because with the bands, we would reach out to like, let's say we reached out to 20, okay. two would respond, right? So I, I had that same mentality with the breweries. So I reached out to like 10 places right away and all 10 of them were like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, oh, sh- <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and all of a sudden you're in one of those sitcoms where a guy has asked two girls out on the same day. Yeah, and- exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I can't come, I have diarrhea. Hey, dude, I just saw you post <laughs> something from that brewery. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, social uh, media really changes how those episodes it really work. It does, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the first three episodes... Um, it was it was uh, just basically something I I thrown together from from um, somebody I connected with through like a podcasting group, and it was like a preamp with an adapter into my iPhone to all this stuff and and like like I was telling you guys before I'm pretty sure it was just my iPhone recording our conversations because if you listen to the first three episodes the first one's not bad with Mother Road the second two are pretty bad so then I ended up buying an H6 digital recorder and that was a game changer like that was that and it it was at that point that I was like okay I really like this because you know I'm traveling around to these places Arizona's beautiful you know I started recording like November of 2016 okay so dude going to these places you know and I mean it was yeah so I was pretty much hooked at that point but then I think what really really sealed the deal was meeting all the people in craft beer and that's that's where my anchor is too right um People talk about craft beer and, um, you know, I'll drink craft beer from other places, obviously, but my anchor is Arizona, right? And, right. and that's, that's where I don't want to, I'm not here to help modern times grow. I'm not here to help, you know, these other, they're, they're doing their own thing. They're doing yeah. great, right? I'm here for Arizona, Arizona beer. Uh, so I connected with these, all these people and, and one thing, you know, one person after another was just really loving what I was doing and just welcoming me in. So I'm like, this is it. And I, I don't know if there was a specific time, uh, but I, I remember telling my wife one time, I'm like, I found it. Like I found, she's like, I know. She's like, I knew that a few months ago that this was that thing. And so this was almost two years ago. And that, that desire and that drive, and I want to say passion, but it's more obsession at this point. <laughs> so, uh, but it's just grown and it's, you know, it's, it's never died down. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's great. The start so, of it, yeah, yeah. 
So I really like you were talking about that connection with the people. Yeah. And so how how do you feel like that's really kind of set you apart from there are a lot of people who like beer enough and know enough about beer that they could sit down and talk about it. Yeah. But how do you feel like that connection with the people has really set you apart? Because it's it's a because I'm focusing on the people, there's they appreciate that, right? They know that they know that I that I care about them, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I care about telling their story and that's kinda how I prep uh, places. I'm, I'm creating a process right now to kind of streamline the whole, basically from the time I reach out to a place to the time I re- release an episode. So more things of like sending it out two days before, hey, here's what to expect from the interview. Okay. I'm kind of prepping them. And I haven't done that up to this point. So my approach has been right when we're about to start, I'm like, hey, basically I'm here. I'm here for you to be able to tell your story the way you want it to be heard. Right. And they're like, Okay. All right. Yeah. And you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to hammer you on things and I'm not going to say, well, you know, this only gets a 4.0 on, on, you know, untapped and all that stuff. Um, I, I just love connecting with people. I like help. I really like helping people. Right. And, um, for me, the beer is so secondary sometimes that I forget talk to talk about it. Right. We'll be 20 minutes into a podcast. And I'm like, Oh dude, you've got beer here. You know, I make oh, light of oh, it. Oh, that's right. This, this thing I've been drinking. <laughs> right. I suppose you probably want me to acknowledge that. Yeah. But they, that's what they, that's what they appreciate. And honestly, that's what sets places apart. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could have a, a hazy IPA from Pueblo Vita, Tombstone, Ren House, which the shop, you know, some of the top places in the state making hazy IPAs. And you really, I mean, if you put them in front of somebody, they really can't say, like, dude, that's a Pueblo Vita beer. Oh, that's, you know. Right. But, but you know what sets Ren House apart from Pueblo Vita is the story of, you know, their brewer coming from, what is that brewery up in, uh, that has Moose Drill? I always forget. Oh, uh, is that Alaskan? No. No, no. Uh, that's in, not, it's no, in right. Montana. Um, Big, uh, Blue Something Big Sky. Sky. Big, Big Sky. Sky, yeah. Yeah, so Big Sky Brewery. Preston's right. from Big Sky, right? And then you got the people from Pueblo Vita that came, you know, they went to U of A, and they have this building that, um, you know, as they're doing construction, they're, they find out it's like a historic building, right? So that's what sets people apart, yeah. right? Ren House isn't an old house where you walk in and the floors creak, you know? So so those are the things that, that I look for. Um, and obviously, if you're in business for beer, you make good beer. Right. You can't get into business without making at least decent beer. Some are better than others, obviously, yeah. but those differentiators lie in the people and the story that's that's being told. Very cool. Yeah. So the community, obviously, is a big part of it. And you mentioned that the one of the big differences you saw going from bands to breweries was the rate of response. Yeah. And so right away, you were already kind of brought into the community just as soon as you started reaching out to him it sounds like for the most part yeah okay yeah um and and i think that it would um people would recommend me to other people right like so for example matt Puri artisan um was one of the first ones basically the guy you know that kind of reached out first i think he was episode two or three okay mother road was number one that was right. my number one episode and and i mean I appreciate Matt for, for, for doing that. And, and I want to get in, I want to do those guys justice and redo an episode with them because the sound quality was so crappy, (laughs) but, um, but I had to make mother road number one. That was the one, that was the one that basically sunk in the hooks to, for for me to be basically obsessed with this, this type of thing. Right. Um, I forget what your question was now. (laughs) So basically what I really want to know is kind of how did you, again, as someone who isn't a brewer yourself, how did you 
kind of make that connection with all of these okay. local yeah. brew guys and become kind of like the adopted son of the craft beer scene here in Arizona. Yeah. So that's where I was going with that. Uh, I now remember the connection. <laughs> Glad to so, help. Glad to help. <laughs> yeah. So Matt from Peoria Artisan, when I did the interview with him, when we were done, he's like, hey, dude, I want to get you connected with my friends who are going to be opening up a brewery down the street, Brandon and April Richter. Nice. Yeah. So, and so, here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it ended up becoming like I, I created such a good experience for people when I did the interview. And when the episode would come out, they'd be like, dude, that was awesome. Like Because first of all, they had a great time having a conversation with me because yeah. it's very, um, as you've probably heard when you listen to the episodes it's very much a conversation oh yeah just hanging out it's it seemed my my intent is to make it not seem deliberate you right. know just very casual but i'm super prepared like i have i have i do lots of research and have notes um but i do it in the sense of like i it's all here so then we just have a conversation if you mention this thing then it's off the list i'm not right. gonna bring it up right so such a good experience for them and then when they see the episode released um they're like dude that was great that was that was really fun and the result of that was really good you should go check out you know see my friends here you know so i think by just number one being consistent Mm -hmm. right consistently follow in following through um i'm a huge um just a huge believer in undersell over deliver um, and I've been connected with a few people who were kind of the opposite of like, we're going to do this. And, and then, then it's like, nothing yeah, happens. Then we'll, uh, yeah, maybe, ah, oh, you know, I don't, yeah, I, oh, man, I, that drives me nuts. So, so consistency, uh, reliability, just all of those things. And just a pure, um, um, I don't know if pure care is the right word, but just a, a pure caringness for the, for the people. Right. right. Um, I just connect really well with people. And Brian Helton, actually, we had a meeting with him the other day on a project we're doing. And he was talking to the photographer video guy I'm working with. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, if somebody just walked in the door and had this idea, he's like, I wouldn't be down for it. He's like, because Eric's connected to it and he's got such a good reputation and he's just a wonderful human being. I'm like, God, Brian, you're making me blush, dude. Like, (laughs) Don't make me cry in front of others. Yeah. But it was cool to hear him say that, you know? So, so it shows that what I'm doing is, is I'm doing it the right way. Right. Right. And, and I care about the, Arizona craft beer. So I guess if you can distill my whole my whole mission with what I want to do is I want to make Arizona craft beer destination. Nice. Right? People think of San Diego, Denver, Portland, right. all these places. Arizona beer, the Arizona beer scene is young, but it's strong, man. Like there's there's some great breweries here. So I want to make this a place where people come to say, dude, I want to fly to Arizona and, and to, hit the breweries. To hit the breweries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So were you kind of surprised by some of those relationships between the different breweries? Like because it's one of those things. It seems like they should be in competition, but you're right. Yeah. Like anytime you talk to them, they're always like, "Oh, if you like this, you should go talk to our friends over here." Yeah. Like, did that kind of catch you off guard at first? Very much. Yeah, very much so. Like the way that they were, the the camaraderie between everybody is just amazing. Like there, I mean, you know, there's obviously once I, as I'm getting deeper into it, right? You know that there's those underlying little rivalries here oh, and there, course. but that's 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 human nature, well, right? Um, and that's just, I mean, the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to a certain extent, it is still a business. So, yeah. like, yeah, you might be friends with these other guys, but that doesn't mean you don't want your business to do as well as it possibly can. Exactly. You talked about, for you, one of the things that you feel like kind of sets you apart is that that care for people. Yeah. Is that something that's kind of always been part of who you are, or is yeah. that something that's kind of developed? Uh, no, it's always something that's been a part, part of me. Is And even, I don't want to say to a fault, because I don't think that that's a fault. But Agreed. Uh, I, um, I, I'm a 
kind of a, I'm a person, uh, people first, business second type of mentality, right? Yeah. So I've had a lot of people say, no, you need to do this. You can do this to make money. You can do this. I'm like, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that, right? Because it's thinking about the the bottom line more than the person, yep. right? Um, so I had people that were like, dude, you need to charge breweries to be involved with it. I'm like, well... No, I said because they then didn't I'm, charge me to come in and interview. Them. Right, Why would I? Right, right. Um, I'm like then I'm just covering people who are paying me, not the ones, the stories that I want to tell. Yeah, you know. So, so over the last couple of years, my wife's really good at this too. She's like, follow your heart. She's like, follow your gut. Do what your gut is telling you. Right. So. And a lot of times I listen to other people too much. And, um, but over the last couple of years with this, I'm so into this. I'm like, I'm not letting anybody ruin this. Right. So appreciate your <laughs> input, but yeah. Um, so no, but that's always been, been something that's, that's been a big part of me. Like I, I went to school for, to be an elementary school teacher. That was one of the first nice. things. Yeah. And then I realized that I don't really like other people's kids that much. <laughs> so, that's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as a teacher, I can, I can a hundred percent relate yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that that just that personal connection I've had with people has has something I've always had. That's something awesome. That just I don't know, man. I think that you have to. There are skills that you can build. I'm a big Gary Vee fan, and you know, he always talks about doubling down on what you're really good at. Yeah, right? capitalizing on not capitalizing, but. L- I don't know the word leverage, capitalize, whatever, what you're really good at, you know, yeah, build up these other skills, but really hone in on, you know, especially things that just come natural to you, right? you know, and, and I think the natural ability to care for people combined with the skills I learned, as weird as it sounds, at a call center job, I think those two things were, were the two things that really gave me the skills to do what I do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we've been talking about community quite a bit, which again, feel free to review our take on that by looking at the original four C's blog <coughs> on inkledo.com. <laughs> yeah, ooh, absolutely shameless plug. <laughs> but that being said, what about the community around you? Cause like on your podcast, it's not just you. And in fact, sometimes it's not even you. Right. So how did you build this? How did you find this team of people around you? Yeah. So well, I think, it, I mean, honestly, my best teammate, my wife, my wife, is a badass. She is super cool. She let me quit my job six months ago to do this full time. Yeah. Wow. She was like, she's like, if you can find a way to, you know, here's what we need to make to pay our bills. Right. right. Um, if you can make this much, cause she, I hated, I, like I hated my job at university of Phoenix left there. I got another job as a, at a debt, debt relief company for a year that was a thousand times worse i'm like I don't know everyone i'm talking to is already depressed before yeah. they get on the phone with me why oh, am i yes yeah so so i was just like and plus it was that combined with finding that thing that i love yeah right and there's that thing that i can see out of the corner of my eye he's looking over there <laughs> i can see it's tron uh it's oh, the yeah. tron I actually, I was trying really hard not to make a crackling noise into the mic as something was going on in my mouth. (laughs) All right. Thank you for doing that. Uh, You're welcome. So, um, ah, man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) so I see this thing out of the corner of my eye of this thing that I really love. Right. Right. But in the present, I'm sitting in this cube in a call center and just like, what is happening here? So. So I got to the point where I'm like, I got to do something different. She's like, if you can make this much per month for us to pay our bills, she's like, quit your job, let this beer thing take off. So I've got a master's degree. I've, I, I went to college. I did my bachelor's and my master's online. I was an online advisor for nine years. So I'm like, I'll be an online teacher, right? So I started okay. doing some research of being like an online college advisor or t- college teacher. 
and I came across this company called VIP Kid. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-mm. So they teach, it's teaching Chinese kids English. Okay. Like via like one-on-one Skype session, right? So I came across this thing and I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds way too good to be true. Like way too weird to be true, right? So uh, <laughs> so, so I started looking into it and it's legit. Like this company is is consistently one of the top like three work from home companies according to Forbes. So, so I applied, got the job, gave my notice that day. So you give your notice at this job, you're, you're gone that day because okay. it's a sales job. So they're like, right. there's no so reason. So you're not invested in it. You're not yeah. going to really be. Yep. So quit my job, uh, April 25th of this year. And yeah. So long version of the number one person on my team, right? Yeah. <laughs> wife, hey, yeah. no, no, she deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as like, you know, um, guys like, you know, Classy Alcoholic and uh, AZ Beer Jedi, Chris Dodson, Bruce Traveler, all these, all these guys, right? I it, love the name. I know. It's- <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chris Dotson, huge shout out to him. He's the one that edits the podcast. So, okay. so he was a listener for a while. Um, I did this survey campaign where I just wanted to kind of get some feedback from listeners and I gave him a sticker in return for doing this like 10 question survey. And Chris was like, Hey, instead of mailing me the sticker, let's grab a beer sometime. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> again, twist my arm. Right. Exactly. Oh, it sounds horrible, Chris. So <laughs> my wife's like, are you meeting guys online again? I'm like, yeah, sorry. You know, just <laughs> Just one, just one drink. Uh, <laughs> so meet, meet Chris. We just hit it off right away. And Chris is just such an awesome dude. <laughs> so, so he kept saying, Hey, he's like, dude, how can I get involved? He's like, I want to, I love what you're doing. How can I get involved? I'm like, so I had Chris co-host a couple of times. Um, and then I asked him, I said, um, He's the one that actually showed me 40 episodes later that I actually had a volume switch on my recorder. So you can turn up the headphones. I'm like, what? Yeah. Details. So, details. So I asked Chris one time, I'm like, dude, do you know anything about video editing? And he's like, yeah, dude, I, or audio editing. And he's like, yeah, I love audio. I'm like, dude, you are my savior. I'm like, would you want to be like the sound producer? He's like, I'd love to. So you, you can, like, basically episode 42 and on, the sound is so much better because Chris was doing it. But Chris, Classy Alcoholic, Bruce Traveler, all these guys were just people that I made connections with with that were really like me really passionate about the people in the beer scene right Right. um classy alcoholic is just a hilarious dude phenomenal writer and as you've seen a great host too like he's a really good host in that 1912 episode and co-hosted on a couple other ones so i think we all just connected on that we we love the people in the craft beer community um i think that's that was that that key component to of bringing people in, you know, because I, I had interactions with other people here and there, but there's just, I'm at a point now where, like I said, I found this thing mm-hmm. and I want to be very careful who I, who I let in to, oh, you know, because my reputation is on the line. If I'm saying, Hey, I'm sending this guy over to do this and he's some jackass yeah, and exactly. gets hammered and throws up on people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that being a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to get that invite back. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's the, the team is, um, and I worked, um, I was basically co-founder for AZ food and beer and I split with them maybe about two months ago. Okay. Basically like a standalone, like media platform for Arizona beer connected with, uh, Eric Murko who does Arizona food and wine. Really great guy. We just had completely different visions. Um, after a little while we, he had one vision for the brand. I had another, and I was just like, you know what? I'm like, let's kind of go our own ways. Um, I want to focus on tap that AZ full time, but I learned a lot th- about you know being a um, uh, an editor and you know connecting. That's where a lot of people I got connected with to, to see if they would write for the for the website. Gotcha. You know, so 
so yeah, it's it's just been a learning experience, man. Last year especially. No. So now, not too long ago, you had a pretty big event down in Gilbert, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How did that go for you? Had, had you done something like that before, or was this like the first crack at it? No. So we did um, for AZ Food and Beer. We did we did an event at Helton, okay. uh, where it was like Helton, Helio Basin, and Goldwater uh, had live music, live painting. Um, then we did something similar at Scottsdale Beer Company. And then the the big one at Gilbert, yeah. So I, and it's, that's that's Eric. Like so, Eric is the event guy, right? Gotcha. The other Eric, not not me, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about myself in third person. That's that would have made this interview that go to an odd place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, he was really into events, and which which makes makes sense because there, there's money in events. True, right? But it got to a point. We the last event that we had um, as as partners was um, uh, we had a taste about in Flagstaff. Okay. So we got a handful of breweries, handful of restaurants, and people just basically. It's a cool concept where people just go from place to place. Yeah. Right? Kind of like a pub crawl. Right. Uh, but it's for food and drinks. Um, so it's not a festival where you bring a tent, everybody's in the same spot. We're actually taking people into into their place, right? So that was the, the last one. I was just like, you know what, man? I'm spending so much time on getting. And I don't want to. I don't want to sound pretentious or whatever. But I don't want Marley's and Flagstaff as part of my event. You know, like I, like I went. I went Dark Sky. I went Mother Road. I went. I went these these right. mom pa places. Like Absolutely. Marley's does not need help. You know, and I don't want to beg them to be part of my. So, so it was just things like that. I was like, this is like I'm. I'm not creating content, which is what I love to do. You know, I like yeah. writing. I love doing podcasts, videography, which I'm kind of dabbling in now. And here I am calling restaurants to try, hey, do you want to be part of this event? And I'm, you You're know. You're back in sales. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This way? IPA's going up like two more Nice. That's nice. great news. We just got news that IPA is going on. So and Brandon's happy. still not here. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> well, so, Br- Brandon from Inkledoo is here. Right, right, Just right, off yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. he didn't ditch us. Okay, yeah. He's not throwing a fit because he's not on mic or anything like that. That's he's... good clarification. Seems to be having a good time over there listening. I don't even think he's listening to us. I think he's watching like YouTube or something. No, no, something. he is. He's yeah. absolutely watching YouTube videos right <laughs> yeah. now. He's trying uh, to find someone online who will agree with him about the DC Universe versus the Marvel one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the event itself, just the events in, in general, was it was a cool experience because right. I, I learned that it's not that not that difficult to put on an event as I thought it was, right? So I okay. wanted I want to do events. It, it you know it, it really is it's it's interesting and and once again, when it comes down to the breweries, um, I've had multiple breweries who had said to me like, dude, like you've worked with us for you've done all these things for us and you've never asked for anything in return, right? So they they really appreciate that. So yeah. so when it does come time for me to say, hey man, I need a favor or something, they're like, yeah, absolutely, man. What do you need? Because um, I don't ask for for anything unless I you know right. So with the events, I'm I really want to do cool. I'm more of a um, experience over bodies type of, I want to take that approach. That's right? fantastic. Yeah. Like not just pack the house, sell out tickets. Like and that's my wife told me that she's like, if you expect 120 people and 80 people show up, make sure those 80 people have a badass experience. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. See, that sounds really familiar. And I just realized why, cause I think you were talking about the tasting room at cask works on your uh, last podcast. I listened to about oh, okay. the same kind of idea. Yeah. That idea. Because it's really struck me then, too, that idea of experience over bodies. Right. It's more important that the people who are there have this epic, incredible 
time of it. Right. Rather than having a bunch of people come through and like, oh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. And go running, you know, walking out the back door with money falling out of my pockets. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so I, 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 Although I wouldn't be opposed to having that problem. I would not either. So much money that it's falling out of my pockets. <laughs> I would not either. It'd be change for me. I'm like, I got a hole in my pants. Right, exactly. All my that, pennies are falling that, out. That's what I'm used yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but just the whole, the, that was a great experience to, to know how, basically how a, uh, an event works. Okay. Right. So, so I've got ideas for events that I want to, that I want to roll out, but um, I want it to be a great experience for everybody yeah. involved, you know? Excellent. So now obviously you've been to a lot of the breweries mm-hmm. in phoenix and arizona in general are there any kind of like up on the list like places you haven't been to that you absolutely want to hit um yeah i mean i kind of feel like i've hit all the ones that i've wanted to right all right perfect (laughs) yeah but there are ones like once again experience in in the story um there's one i can't remember what it's called it's far north border of arizona like edge of the world brewery okay so they have a really interesting story and i'm i might be completely hacking the story but i feel like there was some sort of religious group or this cult maybe that that was in this town that basically ran the town i was gonna say that area was famous for like the the like i'm trying to remember what the name of the the group was but like they were basically the fringe group that kind of broke off from the Mormons. They were, their leader was in trouble for like marrying off a bunch of 14 year old girls Uh, and stuff like that in the news. That was Colorado city though. I don't know if it's the exact same spot. That might be, that actually sounds really familiar. Edge of edge of the world brewery, I think is what it's called, but right, right. This we will fact check. That's why I I want to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's why I want to go there. Offend people, whatever. Intentional, unintentional, yeah. you know, hey, results are the same. People are going right? to be mad. I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, right? I want to go up there. I want to check that place oh, out. That would be awesome. um, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like a Lokeel, Lokeel in uh, Mesa. I think they're in Mesa. That's a place I really want to check out. So they're more um, like English style, English okay. style ales. Gotcha. Um, they're Brewers Deaf, just, which is a completely different story, right? Right. Um, but they make like like traditional English style ales. I feel for the most part, I've been to pretty pretty much most of the places. Um, I want to go to Bisbee. Bisbee has a brewery down there. Okay. I've never been to Dragoon either. That's Which, in Tucson. Tucson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I've been to pretty much every brewery in Tucson, but not, there's actually there's probably about four or five I haven't been to, but Dragoon's one I want to go to for sure. Excellent. Yeah. Some of the places you have been to, I mean, not to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. but here it comes, <laughs> you're on the spot. What would you yeah. say are some of the absolutely have to for anyone who enjoys craft beer these are the spots you've got to hit see i think that comes with an asterisk right of course why like what what is so okay so if i'm going with just straight beer alone i would say um i love ren house okay ren house beers are phenomenal they're las frescas i don't know if you like sour ales Ooh, i do actually I, i like that I like that little pucker that I have to do after. Yes, yeah. And I, for the longest time, I'm like, I don't like sour ales. And then I would drink them, and I'm like, okay, this is good. So after about 20 of them, me saying not, I don't like them, and then I like it. I'm like, all right, I like them, yeah. <laughs> but this Las Frescas from Renhouse is completely different. It's okay. got, like, lactose in it. They're super vibrant colors. They don't look like beer. They're really, really interesting. Nice. Um, but their their hazy IPAs are always good. And Joe Max Stout is one of the best stouts in, that I've ever had. But I also love Pueblo Vida. No, so those two are like beer wise, and even like the shop lately, like the the shop Beer Co. and Tempe. Okay, they're making really good beers now too. Um, Borderlands, th- th- the list can just go on, right? Of but course. if I had to pick one, I would say Renhouse would be okay. number one. But also, 
there's, like I said, different categories. For overall experience, I was blown away by Sentinel Peak in okay. Tucson. I did an episode with them maybe like I don't know, a month, two months ago. Not, I don't want to say I had low expectations, but I didn't really have any expectations at all. And they blew me away. Nice. Dude, they're, they're, one of their owners, Jeremy, they're owned by fi three firemen. Um, Jeremy was the one that did the episode with me. Just such a cool guy. Unreal food. They have a smoker in the back. Oh. Homemade blue cheese. Like, dude, it was, and their beers were all fantastic. So so I kept, the whole time I was there, uh, they created a great experience for me, too. And I kept telling them, like, dude, this place is awesome. I'm like, I know you probably think I tell this to everybody. I said, which I do. I said, you know, every, I, I love all these places I yeah. go. I said, but... You guys are blowing me away right now. That's know? awesome. So, yeah. So, Sentinel Peak is just such a Sentinel phenomenal. Peak. All yeah, right. So, worth a trip to Tucson just for Absolutely. That. And it's Perfect. Midtown, right? So, if you go okay. to Tucson, there's like a mile or two off of the freeway. You've got Pueblo Vida, um, the new 1055, the new Iron Johns, Crooked Tooth, and Borderlands all within an area. Crooked Tooth, too. I got to mention those guys. Okay. I love those guys. Um, great people. Uh, phenomenal beers. But all of those places right in that area. Right, Sentinel Peak's a little bit further in inland, right? But uh, uh, um, as opposed to the rest of the coastal regions right, of Arizona, exactly. Uh, Dark Sky too. I got to throw Dark Sky in there because those guys. What I love about Dark Sky, they had a vision as to where they wanted to go. They kind of at the beginning they took so many risks on things as far as like the beers they made, like to, were just way out in left field. It, it kind of turned some people off. And there's some people, okay. I have friends, even my father-in-law is like, yeah, I don't really like Dark Sky. I'm like, well, you haven't been there in the last couple years. Right, as because, they started to hone it in. Yeah, and that's what they, they're like, we're not interested in just making, hey, here's a pale ale, here's an IPA. We're like, we're going to put freaking juniper branches in this, right? <laughs> but, but they spent the first two years figuring out tastes, not recipes as far as like, look at this book. Right. But like, what works with what? And now they're doing stuff that are that nobody's doing, and it's turning out really good. So, okay. so I give those guys props. They they even told me that people would approach them at beer festivals, like even their peers, like other brewers, and say, "Dude, you can't, you're not, you guys aren't going to be in business very long if you keep doing this." And they're like, "Thanks, but you know, we got we got faith in the we're all right with that. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we would rather go out doing this our way yeah. than." Yep, and, and you got to respect the heck out of that. Exactly, like, that's amazing. And they made it through. They they made it through that that storm, and now they're just killing it with the beers that they're making. Man, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So that's my what is that my top twenty five list? <laughs> you know what? Look, much like you were talking about the idea of someone having to twist your arm, giving me a long list of places where I need to go and yeah. try the beers at, especially if some of them have food. Yeah. Like you were talking about at Sentinel Peak. Yep. Like that's. Yeah, you're you're not hurting my feelings right. by giving me a long list. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, there, you got to look at places too, like um, places that don't get the respect that they deserve, either because of location or because they are a brew pub, right? right? Where they're, you know, they have a big restaurant with a big menu, and some people just go to eat, like Scottsdale Beer Company, Petal House, Saddle Mountain, right? Because people assume you can't do both well. Right, right. Saddle Mountain this year and Pedal House both won medals at uh, Great American Beer Festival. So not only make good beer, like award-winning beer. It's, it's it's unreal. Like Pedal House won a gold medal this year. Two years in a row, uh, Saddle Mountain has won. So these are ones nobody talks about, right? right? People aren't waiting in line out the door for, you know, Saddle Mountain beers, but doesn't mean they're but not they good. they probably should be. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then talking about, you know, with Dark Sky, you were mentioning some of the just 
really, I guess, bold is the kind way to put it. Choices yeah. that they made, especially early on. How do you feel about some of the more interesting choices that are out there? Like, for example, uh, a couple of places like 8-Bit and Huss doing things using Serial and those kinds of things. If you can, if you can do it, do it, man. Yeah, I had a uh, Cheerios uh, at Beer Research Institute uh, last week, a week before, that a Cheerios IPA. A was Cheerios? It, was it a honey, maybe a honey Cheerio? I was going to say, like, it, it, it almost has to be, just for there to be flavor. Because like, right. I feel like Cheerios is basically just the same as... Yeah. <laughs> Saying malt. it's a wheat beer, except for we're going to go <laughs> yeah. ahead and we're going to process the hell out of this right. wheat before we... Yeah. Um, dude, if you can do it, do it. Like, and that's... I like it. If I see something like that on the menu, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm trying oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Curiosity be... is a powerful motivator. Right, <laughs> exactly. No, I have not. Reese's Puffs in a... Hey. Okay, so well, Brandon's not on microphone, but he was just mentioning uh, at 8-Bit, they've got a Reese's Puff cereal beer, which, again, as far as curiosity goes, I'm 100% in. I yeah. feel like that's worth giving a shot. Well, if you know what you're doing, if you know how to extract those flavors as a brewer, yeah. like it doesn't, because if it, people won't taste it and say, oh my God, this, this tastes like Reese's Puffs. It's <laughs> like, dude, this has like a peanut butter taste. Uh, peanut here. butter, a chocolate hint. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and what's really cool about what 8-Bit does is they'll do hacked beers. So you guys keep an eye out for uh, Helton Beer School. Okay. Um, I don't know if they'll be doing it anymore. Um, the guy who's organizing it is no longer with Helton, but... Basically, they would have three or four breweries come into Helton. Have you been? Yeah. They're really cool, yeah. So 8-Bit was there, and they set up, um, they call them hacked beers, right? Because 8-Bit video game. Right, you know, yeah. yeah. Hacked beers. So they basically had, I think, their White Mage and their Black Mage beer on tap, and they would put them into uh, French presses. And then they had like 200 ingredients lined up on the table, and you got to make your own infusion. Dude, it was I, unreal. So I know my facial expression doesn't come across on the podcast. <laughs> the, dro the drool on the microphone. Like, that was, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> we've got the pop screen, so I'm not like ruining the microphone or anything. But that sounds, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of science as a subject. But if you'll yeah. let me experiment with adding things to beer, I'm probably 200% in. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I did like a cucumber... What was that like cucumber habanero? Um, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was good, man. Oh, and maybe man. it was just because I'm like I made this. This is my beer, yeah. which you don't know, steal this enough. idea. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to and bottle it and don't run out before I get any. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's gonna be my asterisk on everything yeah, that you yeah. should from now on. Like, yeah, if you use my idea, that's fine. But you got to set aside a bottle for me somewhere. <laughs> like just one. And they felt so bad. The guys at Dark Sky felt so bad when they fi figured out that I didn't get the. I'm like, dude, you didn't try any of them. I'm like, no, man. They're like, ah. Oh. I'm like, it's all right, man. I said, for me, it was about the experience. Right. right. And I, I mean, obviously, it'd been cool to taste it, but it was, I don't, there's nothing I regret about that. That whole no, experience absolutely. was good. Yeah. But again, you guys have the recipe, Dark Sky. Right. If you wanted to do it again, <laughs> right, right. Like, it wouldn't yep. be the end of the world. Uh, I've got to admit, there would be at least a couple of people coming looking for it since you, me, Brandon, you in? Yeah, I thought so. He's, he was already shaking his head. Yeah, exactly. Even asked. So we're, we're, we're in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Dark Sky wants to bring back an old experiment, I can, that Azul. Least, I can guarantee at least a few for the uh, Tap That Azul yeah. uh, orders. <laughs> Absolutely. So then what about what's the, what's the future for Tap That AZ? Now that you've come to this point where it's what you're really 
focused on and able to dedicate yourself to, thanks to, once again, your amazing wife who's yeah. with you on this all yeah, the way. Absolutely. Uh, what's what's the future hold? So, like I said, my um, my my the top top line of everything is is Arizona Craft Beer Destination. Right. right? I want to. That's what I want to do. So, so the vision we had with Arizona Food and Beer from the beginning was to basically be the hub for everything Arizona beer, right? Uh, an event calendar of like, if you're like, hey, I want to go to a brewery on Saturday in Tucson, click on that calendar. It's going to show you everything that's going on, right? Okay. Um, a ticker where you have all the beer release. Actually, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to give them out my trade secrets now. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I want to be that, that media platform for Arizona beer, right? Nice. So whether it's uh, articles, um, and a few people had writing for me for Arizona Food and Beer. Um, once I left, they were like, I'm like, dude, if you want to keep writing, reach out. You know, they're, they've got, they're going to get another editor. And they're like, dude, we're, we're with you, man. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys are going to make me cry again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I want to I build the podcast up in the next month or so to three episodes per week. So oh, I'm gonna, wow. So I want to do like nice. a news, basically like a Monday news beer reviews and um beer 101 type of thing okay um and then i want to i want to dig into food a little bit like because i've been making some really good connections with chefs and that's Sweet. that's an opportunity i want to you know people who like beer like food you know right. you, yeah the beer goes beer pairings is one of the things that brandon and i have really been yeah. talking about how you much we love yeah. the development of that idea going yep. to a place where like hey Either I like it either way, where you can go in and like this is the beer I want. What food will go with that, or yeah. vice versa? This sounds delicious. What would be a good drink to go with that? Yeah, and some places already do that for you, right? Yep. They'll say, "Oh, the Reuben goes great with this red ale or something." You know, I'm like, "Great Sweet. news! Yeah. I love when I can find that." Yeah, so so I want to be that platform to for everything Arizona beer, right? Somebody who subscribes to the or bookmarks the page knows that they can go there when a new beer comes out, with a new, when a new brewery opens up, right? I want to be that media platform for for arizona beer that's fantastic yeah yeah and i feel like i'm getting close like i've got the ideas um i'm, I'm a huge fan of systems and streamlining things right so i'm trying to streamline the podcast in a system systematic way that kind of automated in in some okay. ways where i basically basically just fill in the holes instead of thinking about okay what do i do need to do now i just reference what is this it's not the ipa it's not really it. it's not clarified it's still really easy but that's the combo that's gonna be what the, is this uh, it's the spotted no, unreal. Uh, the, uh, two stone raspberry blender Can you go ahead and repeat everything you just said? Introduce yourself and explain what the hell this is. Hi, I'm uh, Derek Richter. I'm the son of Brandon, and I just brought him a combo of the McFate Spade Cucumber IPA and the Tombstone Raspberry Berliner Vice. It's a fruited sour. Was that your own concoction? Yes. Yeah, dude, that is a nice, nice choice. That's really good. You pick two uh, badass ones to combine too. Yeah, and so right. what? What do, what do I do? Miller get a full size one of those? A, and I can bring you one of those. Yeah. Please, please do. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. that is phenomenal. The, the tombstone isn't up there right now. I gotta update the sports now, but I can bring you one of those. Oh, that would be much appreciated. No, that's fantastic. I don't want to take this thunder from you, so can you order my beer for me of what you were going to order, number nine? Oh, excellent, because this is the best <laughs> name for a beer I've probably ever seen. So we're going to need the 1912 Random Voices from a Kerfuffled Chicken, a New England IPA. Thank you. I didn't think I was going to enjoy anything more today than the interview itself, but being able to say that, yep. oh, today is a great day. <laughs> yeah. 
So, funny story about that. Um, I don't know if you listen. Did you listen to the 1912 episode? Classy I have alcoholic? not yet, actually. It's a good one because Classy Alcoholic interviews um, Alan. Okay. Right? So, I reached out to Classy. Um, and this is kind of something I want to work on, too. I want to get more guest hosts. Um, where, Like you said, the team. Right? right. And if you're doing three a week, like realistically. Yeah. Kind of black. You guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Brandon's like, hey, well. Uh, yeah, seriously. Let us know. <laughs> well, we'll go. Man. Yeah. Um, so Classy Alcoholic did the interview with them, um, and Alan tells the story of how the uh, the name uh, the name came up. So it was so that's a series, right? That's I think that's the second in the series, but the first one's called Random Voices from a, a Rabid Raccoon or something like that. Um, Secret Raccoon. Secret Raccoon. Yeah. Secret Raccoon. Thanks, dude. Like a psychedelic sloth too. Psychedelic <laughs> sloth. <laughs> yeah. So Alan said that it was from his, his son. He's like, so they were they came the. The mom came home one day and was like, uh, hey, is anybody here? He's like, nope, just random voices from a secret raccoon. <laughs> and Alan's like, dude, that's a beer name. That is a beer name right there. <laughs> that's a great way to name beer. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Can't say the darndest thing. Welcome yeah. to the brewery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the vision I have for it. Um, I want to get into to video more. I've been hosting some episodes of Why Arizona. If you guys haven't checked that out. Really, okay. really cool. Uh, Rensler Media from Phoenix. Have you seen those? Yeah. So I was on their podcast, and a couple weeks later, they reached out like, hey, man, we do these video episodes where kind of like a diners, drive-ins, and dives, you know, uh, much smaller scale. Right. They're like, dude, you have a lot of connections. You know beer. Would you want to – we'll come in. We'll do the video. We'll edit everything. You just need to host. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. I didn't say – I was like, I don't know. Let me think let, about it. Let, like, let me see what my schedule yeah. says while I'm over yeah. here fist pumping and you yeah. can't see it. Yeah. How lovely. Uh, my daughter's like, why'd you just do a cartwheel? I didn't know you could do cartwheels. <laughs> Neither I did didn't I. either. <laughs> yeah. Um, so things like that of, of, uh, and one thing I kind of did, didn't really expect. I, I like being in front of camera. Like I thought I was going to be nervous, but like I, it, it just felt natural to me. So that's a good sign. Yeah. So I've done like three or four of those and, and I, I want to, I'm going to do my own thing as well. So, yeah, absolutely. um, so just basically all channels of media covering Arizona beer and that's fantastic. Arizona craft really, you know, that's awesome. Well, you know, again, thank you so much for coming out and meeting oh, dude, with thanks us. Thanks for having me. It's man. been a great time. Look yeah. forward to working with you again in the future. Absolutely. Brandon and, uh, wiggled his way into uh, being a guest host at yes, least one did. time. I, I can't bail on yes, that. Yes, we're sold. <laughs> uh, and with that, I guess once again, we will say adieu. Adieu.